everybody, welcome to the football cast. We're back again after the festive season. I hope you had a great festive season. So today we are having a look at the festive fixtures. So from Sunday to yesterday. So we had some great games, only about four postponed. And there are two big games I would like to highlight. Uh, number one is Manchester City versus Leicester, and number two is Liverpool versus Leicester. So, those are the two interesting games, and I'll also have a, a quick run through of most of the games. So, remember, if you do enjoy, follow on Spotify, subscribe on Anchor, whatever you want to do, just keep up to date with this podcast. Remember, website there are free highlights and maybe some premieres of the podcasts upcoming so remember stay tuned and enjoy so we start off with the boxing day fixtures so we had three postponed games including liverpool leeds and wolverhampton wanderers watford and burnley everton so those were the only three postponed a good change from the last weeks so we started off with manchester city leicester now this is one of the games that i'd really like to have a look at because it was a high scoring game and it was a brilliant sort of end-to-end and it sort of showed us what Leicester City can do. Obviously Leicester City have been very off form recently. They are really, really quite far behind the top four places. They're in ninth, about 10 points off Arsenal. So they are struggling and there is no doubt about that and to concede four goals in the first 25 minutes that really shows you are struggling and one of the main points that I thought Leicester were really poor on was the defending Yuri Tielemans I don't know what he's doing what what why would he be trying to rugby tackle someone in the box that was poor I think um I think, yeah, that was specifically poor. The defending inside the box, specifically, obviously, two penalties given away in 10 minutes' time, both to be converted by your former player and Raheem Sterling. Uh, And then in the second half, though, uh, Leicester were dominant. They were very, very dominant. So they did manage to bring it back to 4-3. But unfortunately, Manchester City did... Uh, make set pieces very useful and hard for Leicester City to defend because Leicester City when you watch the game they were very 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 much in control um, in the second half from sort of the 45th minute to the 70th minute when the Leicester City um, got a goal sort of started to end so that's what I thought was very impressive Madison with a good goal, Lookman with a good goal, Inacho with a good goal, yeah. Uh, Laporte and Sterling's goals definitely did come from corners, so that was where Leicester really do need to improve. Um, and most of the penalties came from corners, so I think set pieces were a, a big loss for Leicester in City in that one. Uh, there's uh, There was also Norwich City versus Arsenal 5-0. There's, I mean, it, it's the, the Arsenal fans say, yeah, such a good win. It's not, is it? It's 5-0. You should be beating Norwich City. They're second last in the table. They have conceded 42 goals this season. Oh, now they are last. 
because Manchester United drew to Newcastle. They've conceded 42 goals. You know, you should be beating them 5-0. And the reason they, that Arsenal fans consider themselves better than Tottenham is because they win the games that they're supposed to go, get, win. And that is good. But obviously Tottenham have lost those games or not won by more than one goal. So that is why less Arsenal really have put in a decent performance there. Then moving on to Tottenham Hotspur Palace, again, that's a poor performance from Tottenham. Just snatched at chances. Harry Kane and Lucas Moura are very good. Lucas Moura did get two assists and a goal, definitely deserved man of the match. Um, um, Son's goal was good, Kane's goal was very good, um, and then Moura's header was brilliant. Uh, Zaha, that was really, really bad from him. The first yellow card was not harsh. I don't understand why why people would think that was harsh he's clipped Davinson Sanchez it's clear and obvious the referee saw it it's definitely a booking and then but you when you're booked you don't just go and foul you know the same player again it, 10 minutes later it's really poor from Wilfred Zaha he does deserve that ban so so yes Tottenham do close the gap on the top five one point off West Ham United remember two games in hand so they do um, have one, two postponed games, one more than every, no, two more than everyone else, sorry. So just remember that the don't get too carried away at the fourth place because if we do win these very winnable games in hand, that is a fourth place spot for us for the rest of the season. Uh, West Ham, Southampton, that was very, very beneficial for everyone in the top four. Sort of stopped West Ham getting all those points. They are currently in fifth place. Yeah. Uh, Elianusi with the goals, Antonio, Walprouse, Ben Rama, Bednarek with the goals. Um, I thought that um, uh, James Walprouse has hit a very, very good form and he played sp uh, particularly very well in this game. Um, he did get the goal and assist, scoring the penalty as he usually does. So that was who I was very impressed in with this game that obviously does bump Southampton up the table a bit. Uh, Villa Chelsea, no doubt about it. Chelsea are going to win that one. 3-1 was the score. It was a decent performance. It took them a while to get going, but Jorginho, the penalty merchant, did score two pens and Lukaku scored one of them. Uh, yeah, Reese James was unlucky to get the own goal. That of course does keep Chelsea in third tied on points with Liverpool after their loss yesterday which we will get onto in a moment uh, Brighton over Albion 2 Brentford no, not much to be said about that one um, so we look at yesterday um, at time of recording so on the 28th we saw a very very poor performance from Manchester United Sam Maximan 7th minute got the goal it's nothing you can do about that it was very very good goal I did see it I thought it was a good goal it was impressive and then Cavani, player doesn't even start, comes on to score. Now, in my eyes, that is poor. That is poor, downright bad from Manchester United. A team that think they should be getting top four play like this against the bottom of the table team. That is, it's just embarrassing. But it was easy for Sam Maxman. Like, what is um, Ragnick thinking? He's playing no wide players. And then he's playing the weaker fullbacks. This is a game you should be winning. Even the weaker fullbacks should be able to defend against Joe Linton. Even Ryan Fraser. He was poor. 
So I think Newcastle, yes, very beneficial for them. That does take them out of the bottom place, but there really does look like there's no hope for them. They're going to be the richest club in the world, but in the championship, maybe the Saudi investment group will pull out of this deal. But I think it was really, really poor, really, really, really poor for Manchester United. And I think there's no other words to explain it. Like, Edison Cavani should be starting. And one thing that Gary Neville said was that... um, Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo, some of the most senior players in the team. Um, obviously, Bruno Fernandes is younger. The two best players in the team um, whining after the game. And they're making their teammates feel like they're not good enough. And imagine the impact that that has on the bench players. So, if you have a look at the bench, it's got Dean Henderson, Phil Jones, Luke Shaw, Wambasaka, Matic, Johnny van der Beek, Cavani, Alanga, and Sandro. Imagine that. Alanga tries to make his debut, but Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes are whinging and moaning all the time. So, that is one of the main problems with Manchester United. Manchester United, really, they, they need to sort themselves out. I think it's it's a big job for Ragnick, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to do it. So, I'd be interested to see where this Manchester United thing goes. There will be more talk on this uh, very, very soon. So, Tuesday, um, we had a few fixtures as well. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Norwich City, a very, very good 3-0 win. Ozan Edward scoring in the 8th minute. That was great penalty. Um, and then Mateta and Schlupp scoring the goals before half-time. So that gave them a good, solid 3-0 win. So in the table, we have Palace in 10th and Norwich at the bottom of the table. So Palace do look like they're in a decent position this season. Uh, better than last season, definitely. They were sort of scrapping at the bottom. So Palace do bounce back from a Tottenham loss. Um, and they do get the better of Norwich City now. There is one game that I was appalled with and from this Tottenham point of view it was really bad again again like Manchester United but the but we weren't too terrible to be honest James Ward-Prowse's goal was really really good but but when the ball was played in right you got to win your first ball if you don't win your first ball you win the second ball and that is where we went wrong there that is exactly where we went wrong there because if we had won the second ball, there's no goal there. There's no reason for there to be a goal there. But Davinson Sanchez was not awake. He just sliced at the ball and it fell so nice for James Ward-Prowse to slice the ball into the back of the net. So that is why we really need to be on it more defensively. We had a very low line. Obviously, throw-ins, you cannot be offside, so you could be standing on the goal. And that is why it was a very sort of poor chance for Tottenham Hotspur there. Um, and then one of the things, Sanitu was very dirty. I did not actually like, I did not like the discipline of Southampton. To be honest, they will take this game. It's a good one-one draw for them. They they want to gain the points. They're doing decently at the moment. To be honest, um, James Ward-Prowse obviously we just spoke about that goal when your first ball, when your second ball, so you, they didn't. Uh, Hassanuzo was booked, and then Salisu was booked from a poor challenge. I think that's just. It's not okay, and and he kept doing it. See, there was we saw several fouls before Salasu's got books, and then he clattered into Min Son, who maybe would he have scored? It was a wide, you know, chance. If if those Salasu's just stayed on his feet, he would have managed to, you know, 
draw Son too wide and then that would have been it. But Salisu clattered into Son, penalty kick, you're not saving Harry Kane's penalty. You're down to 10 men, Harry Kane slams the penalty away and clinches the 1-1 points. We did have three disallowed goals. Remember Davies's goal in like the fourth minute, that was disallowed because he was offside. Um, because of the very, very good technique that Southampton were using on free kicks, they did not move their line um, that back at all they just stayed high it was very brave to be honest because imagine someone just curved their run that would have been um, we would have scored several times if we had picked up on that um, and then we also had that Harry Kane goal which was ruled out and then that stupid one on Lucas Moura where the Fraser forced to drop the ball I think that was personally really unfair on Tottenham Hotspur but yeah that was one of them um, so Three disallowed goals, 1-1, one, one, and that makes us drop points, effectively. Um, I thought, and also one player I thought was really, really poor, and I I would, you know, if that was my team, you know, I'd be very, very disappointed with him, and I'd be sitting them all down, and they would, you know, they'd have to come into the training the next day, because I was really Im- not impressed with one of the players, Doherty. Every time he got the ball, he just shifted it onto his right foot. But he moved backwards, and then that allows the Southampton players to press us even more. So he closed up all of the space. I don't know why, when Brian Hill came on, he didn't play on the left-hand side. I thought Brian Hill was a very, very good influence on this team. He can dribble and he can shoot. I think he's a very good player. He should be starting more games, but really um, at the left sort of midfield sort of position. So if Regulon's not available, I think we should not look to... You know, setting on. I think we should look to Brian Hill, maybe bringing a more attacking option, or maybe just to rotate the squad a bit while we have a lot of fixtures at this time. So that was the Tottenham game, one-one with Southampton, and then we move on to the Watford versus West Ham game. Now this game, uh, it was sort of uh, just dominated a lot. It could have been five-one because Bowen did get that goal ruled out, but it was two-one at half time. Dennis did score in the fourth minute, but it was a bit of a lucky goal to be honest. Two-one at half time. Um, there's no stopping them. Bowen obviously had an offside goal. Mark Noble scored a penalty, and then Vlasic in the last minutes. Four-one. Uh, West Ham United bring back their points, but they are still fifth in the table. And then obviously Leeds you know, Villa was postponed. Now, one of the most interesting games. Um, I think I'm going to do another segment on this game uh, in a second. So we start with Leicester City and Liverpool. Finish with that, sorry. Um, now, I think that this was uh, this is crucial in terms of the title race because it's well, Salah missed the penalty, Lukman scored. That's the game, one nil, six points between City and Liverpool and Chelsea. I don't see that happening. I don't see that changing. So we're going to move on to a bit more in depth of the title race. So, the title race, as we saw, Liverpool drop points, Man City pick up points, there's six points between them, you know, it's not changing, to be honest. Um, I think that Liverpool win might have just decided, you know, the table for the rest of the season, because I think it's the way that um, Manchester City play, it's a dominant style of play, and no one's really going to be able to cancel them out, so that's... So it's going to be a big ask for Man City if they do get the points tonight. Manchester City, Brentford, it's an easy game. It's, it's going to improve their goal difference. And then it's just a matter of keeping their points, to be honest. 
Uh, they're, yeah, they're going to have eight points by tonight, I think. Um, uh, no, it'll be nine points, sorry, different. Um, uh, so I don't see Liverpool catching them or Chelsea. There's no way they're going to drop three games worth of points. Um, even if it's against Liverpool and Chelsea, they will still be miles ahead in terms of goal difference. Um, and then it's and then and then there's just that huge gap between Chelsea and Arsenal and West Ham and Tottenham. So that's the battle for top four. I think that um, I think finally when Tottenham everyone play their games, so Manchester United included play all their games. I think Tottenham have some very winnable games in there because we have Burnley. Um, we have we have. Yeah, we have Burnley, Leicester City and Brighton. That's very winnable games for Tottenham. I think Manchester United have some slightly harder games against Wolves, but who are just behind them in the table. Um, so for Tottenham Hotspur, it looks like they will get the fourth place spot this season because it just gives them the advantage if they do win those games in hand. They're ahead of Arsenal. You know, it, it gives them the advantage. Uh, so so that is the title race almost concluded in my eyes. I think Manchester City, if they win tonight, you know, they've effectively won the title uh, because it's just it's just such a big gap. And for a team with the depth and the, the players like um, Manchester City, you know, to have to have feel someone like Phil Foden, one of the best footballers on on the bench, you know, that shows like they're a team of very, very high quality. So I think that is where Manchester City always take the edge, always. And they it looks like but just because they have the money, they're going to be winning the next few titles and uh, trophies because they just have the rotations to make. And also, Liverpool are capable of slipping up. And these games are the games that lose them the titles. And that is exactly what happened yesterday. This does not happen to Manchester City. As we saw, 6-3, that's a dominant performance from Manchester City against exactly the same team that beat Liverpool. So it does show that Manchester City are a better team. Yes, uh, Liverpool are good. Yes, Chelsea are good. But they all have capability of losing points. And that is exactly why Manchester City go on to win the title every single year. So that is my conclusion of the title race this season. So that is the festive game review, so I hope you guys did enjoy, remember if you do enjoy, remember to put a follow, uh, engage in our polls, and remember, this is your last chance to do the survey on Survey Planet. I know most of you have done it already, thanks very much for doing it, uh, so I hope you do guys to have a nice new year, and I'll probably see you in the coming days.